Welcome to the Frame of Reference podcast. It's been a while since we posted some content. I promise to be a little bit more consistent moving forward. Uh, you know, if life gets in the way, but um, I'm excited to bring you some more new content here, uh, especially with a new topic, more along uh, the lines of community and belonging. I spoke with Mark Jordan. He is a co-founder of the Unravel Group. And one of the things that he focuses on is specifically men's personal development. Um, and we go into a lot about what Unravel is doing, how important his work is, how he feels um, very involved in mentorship, talking about mentorship in specific, and why, you know, specifically men need a little bit more of a push, especially considering, you know, today's society, today's environment. Um, sometimes it just can be a little bit overwhelming for men to find a belonging. And, um, you know, I find that personally quite relatable and for a lot of people I know quite relatable. So um, I really admire the work that Mark is doing and Unravel Groups is doing. Um, I hope you enjoy the episode. Take care. Well, hello, Mark. How is it going? How are you? Hey, great. It's just great to be uh, with you today and looking forward to uh, just spending some time together and chatting. 100%, 100%. So I looked at your profile and I was very excited to, to chat with you, uh, particularly because, you know, you sort of mentioned you're looking to help, uh, you know, men improve their lives. And, and just, you know, for me, like, uh, and for this podcast in general, the theme of, helping people and, and uh, improving their quality of life has been um, very, very key. So I'm just curious, you know, give us a background about yourself. How did you get here and um, what made this your, your calling? Yeah, so thanks, man. I'm, and I'm just excited to just get to spend some time talking about it today and because growth and the journey that we're all on, it's, uh, it's important to you know, move the ball down the field and to, I think, see progress in our lives. For me personally, uh, my core business has been investment banking, mergers and acquisitions work for uh, quite some time. And through that, one of the things that I experienced early in my career was some really powerful investments in my life from men who were older than me and wiser than me and uh, had gone before me. And, and I really saw the difference that made in my growth curve in so many aspects of my life, not just vocational, but personal and faith and uh, finances and really all aspects of my life. And that really stuck with me. And as I continue to develop in my career and continue to experience uh, many different uh, men's environments and men's groups, I really became passionate about investing in, in younger men. And so I've been on a journey for quite a long time of, of just being a part of experiencing, learning, growing from different men's groups. And then uh, five years ago, I uh, really felt like I'd come to a place where uh, I had not the only way, but one way that really could make a difference in men's lives and launched Unravel Groups and have really just been excited about the stories and, and testimonies of transformation since then. Yeah, that's wonderful. And um, I'm just curious, like what role, before we get into Unravel Groups, which I have uh, yeah. a lot of questions for as well, what role did 
uh, mentorship play for you? Because I feel like that's something that, you know, like foraying into mentorship is um, quite an ask for people who are or quite an ask for young men right now. And, and um, I know tons, particularly uh, in my circle that, you know, would find some tips to sort of look at, like you said, men's groups and, and things like that at, at a young age, um, you know, late 20s, early 30s, whatever it is to sort of just get in to some sort of a group, but also just learn and and be mentored, right? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's just, I didn't even know I needed that. You know, when I mm -hmm. finished graduate school and, and started working, mm -hmm. I, I wish I could say I came into it with this great intentional plan of, okay, I'm going to identify some mentors and connect with them and they're going to change my life. I, I, did, I just didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I was just very fortunate. You know, I had some men who uh, it just invested in my life. They knew that I needed my life invested in by them. And, and once I started experiencing that, of course, it, it took years before I fully realized the impact of that investment and became, it became more, I became more convicted about uh, continuing to invest or, or beginning to invest in younger men's lives myself. But I, I just didn't know what I didn't know. And, and what's, what struck me as interesting over the years is how they're really, people really don't even know how to find good mentors. They don't know how to engage with mentors. Uh, it's something that's not really communicated very well and certainly not taught in general. It's just more, hey, go find someone to mentor you. I mean, how do you do it? What's the process look like? And then how do you engage in a meaningful way with a mentor? And I, I just experienced it over the years and, and through that uh, just developed you know, some systems and some programs that uh, really made that more meaningful for people. 100%. I think that's the probably the most uh, open and honest answer because um, from lots of people I've spoken to who are um, higher up in their careers too, I'd say they say the same thing, right? I don't think they set out to to really see yeah. anybody, but uh, I think it, it through opportunities comes the the readiness. If you're ready to sort of you know ask the right questions, I think you you get yourself in that field. So uh, that's great. Um, how about you know tell us what what Unravel is about? Um, how did that come about? I know you said you know you wanted to invest, and I love the term that you use invest because I know you have a financial background. But I do agree that it is an investment at the end of the day. There is an ROI. Uh, when you do invest in um, the growth of somebody and the growth of if any individual and ultimately will help um, society at large. Yeah, and it's that, that investment, it's interesting because you've probably experienced it yourself as she's probably just even from the podcast you do in, in the, the investment that, that you're making in that and the impact that's making in people's lives is that when you're investing in someone else, I mean, you start off thinking you're you're making you know this big uh, sacrifice, this big commitment that they're really the one gaining from it. At the end of the day, though, uh, you as the the mentor or the person investing in someone else, like you gain just as much, if not more, than that person through that process. And you know, it, it's interesting with Unravel groups, uh, the some of the men that I was mentoring in, mentoring and investing in, were those same men that were challenging me. Uh, to do something more with that, uh, something more than just a one-on-one environment and expand that into something more. So uh, that's just a great example. I mean, I don't, I don't know that Unravel Groups would be here without uh, younger men in my life who I was investing in, encouraging me to do more with that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I can I can imagine. And and just generally speaking, you know, when you think about the landscape for younger men and I'll stick to that as as a core demographic, just because that's something that's been a theme in, in uh, previous episodes, too. But, um, you know, the um, the avenues that we have uh, to, uh, you know, be focused on as a demographic um, are rarer and rarer these days. I feel like, um, you know, for whatever reason, it's not like we're forgotten about, but I feel like there's less of a focus on, uh, you know, mental, spiritual, um, uh-huh. you know, financial, motivational aspects of, of growth for young men. And I think I'll, I'll start with motivation. Uh-huh. I think motivation is a key one because I think it ties in all the other aspects very neatly, right? Um, I think there needs to be a need from within to, to focus on self-development. But if society keeps telling you, you need to, you know, your benchmark is X and you're at, at uh, right. somewhere, yeah. you know, in a different letter altogether um, and you're not reaching it. I feel like you're just, you're your own harshest critic, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we, we, as men, we know too, too well that, um, you know, when you are your own harshest critic, you know, behaviors that come out aren't necessarily uh, desirable. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's it's one of the things we've experienced in Unravel Groups is the very act of trying to make progress and grow in your life. And and Unravel is is really interested and desirous of of helping men learn to pursue excellence in all aspects of their life. And as you do that, there is this this, uh, space that you occupy sometimes where you feel a little bit of shame, a little bit of embarrassment, because the more you get exposed to the opportunities for growth in your life, it's easy to go. It's easy to begin to sort of camp out and, and realize, wow, look at how long I've gone without growing in that area. So we really encourage men to focus on this very simple phrase, progress, not perfection. So that let's focus on the progress that needs to be made. We're not trying to become perfect. That's never going to occur. And and from that, that can then create fuel for further progress. And then since Unravel is a group environment, because we believe that growth, sustainable and scalable growth is most likely to occur in a group, uh, then the men in the group can reinforce that. Because as you kind of alluded to, it's hard when you're on an island by yourself to have the good a good balance between all these competing mental uh, dynamics that go on you know, within ourselves. Absolutely. And I think you touched on something very, very good there about uh, groups and, and group setting. I think the science behind that is very clear too, right? I think generally speaking, uh, even in academic settings, the, the learning curve um, sort of improves, you know, for every individual when sitting in a group. Um, you know, sort of at least from like an applied setting, right? Like if you're applying mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. together, um, there is power in the group um, as, you know, something is being learned. Um, so I'm just curious, like, you know, what growth means to you? What is, is it like um, expectations <clears throat> that you are setting or is it just that, you know, you're showing examples and then letting people, you know, have their own benchmarks for growth. Some of the combination of a lot of those issues, because we think that there are elements that we have in our lives as men that we know we need to grow in. We think there's elements that we're completely unaware that we need to grow in. 
And we also think that and have experienced that we're very good at tricking ourselves, kidding ourselves and making ourselves think that we're making progress uh, when we're really not. Henry Cloud is an author that I love, and he he defines integrity as the courage to meet the demands of reality. Mm -hmm. So Unravel Groups is really at a high level. It's meant to help us expose the reality of our lives. We, I mean, every man feels stuck in some area to varying degrees at various seasons of life, but every man feels stuck in some way. Uh, and having the space to be able to explore that and really call it what it is, and then have the space to, to be able to exert courage to meet that reality, and then have a framework to do that in a way where you're not trying to you know, accomplish everything at once, but to take steps that over time you can look back and go, wow, I, I've made progress. I have miles to go before I sleep, but I've made progress. So that's, that's, that's really what sort of, I think encapsulates that, that idea of progress for us at least. Yeah, and I can say that for even for my own personal life, right? Like I think if you compare to others, that's, it's a, it's a long and winding road if you compare yourself to others. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's better to just set your own path and, and then, you know, it's easier to, it's simpler, at least from a mental uh, aspect to, to compare your own life and see where you're going. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah. And it, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was say to just to amplify what you were just saying, it's, it's hard to, in today's world, because we're, we're all seeing these uh, uh, presentations of people through social media that aren't real. And it makes mm -hmm. us even feel more inadequate and, and like we're, we're accomplishing even less than we could be. So, yeah, you're, you're right on with that. Yeah. And I think that's the key part there. I think social media and technology plays a massive role in uh, deflating our confidence at times and, and overinflating uh -huh. it too, right? It's that roller coaster ride that we're all on yeah. sometimes <laughs> where everybody's yeah. highlight reel is on display, right? So. Um, no, I, I'm so happy that you're, you know, taking that initiative. I, I keep going back to like, you know, there's a time in everybody's lives that you realize this is the calling. And um, you said, you know, you stumbled upon this from like, you know, having your own mentors. But was there a point in your life that you thought, hey, you know, this is something that um, I have to do? Like, this is something that I, that is uh, my calling. Mm -hmm. You know, I think for me, it, it's really been more of a, a, an evolution and, and actually a growth process myself. I, mm -hmm. I can't really point to, point to a time where suddenly uh, a switch flipped, except to say, certainly when I got to my late 30s, I began to realize that, um, you know, ingesting and taking in everything for myself uh, was, was not a long-term healthy game plan. And to be put myself in a place to invest in other people and serve other people in some way uh, was a starting point. And then uh, in doing that, sort of circling back around to one of the things we talked about early in this call is how you really get as much, if not more, than the person you're investing in. I think that journey of investing in other people fueled, and I realized, wow, this is making a difference, but I'm also making progress myself in ways that I didn't even realize I needed to. And, and so I think that evolving over time continued to add fuel to it and purpose to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like therapy 
works for the therapist too sometimes, right? So I mean, in the group, yeah, setting, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it was like the the group setting. Ultimately, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. The uh, the facilitators, everybody involved, ultimately ends ends up uh, gaining from it. Um, when you talk about mm-hmm. the reality that young men have to face, you know, what are some of the themes that you've seen um, in which you thought that you are the most qualified to help? You know, I would probably say that we are um, qualified to help in many areas. Uh, we like to not think of ourselves, our environment as the only way, because uh, that's certainly not what we think. We like we don't like to think of it as the best way because that's certainly not what we think. We think there's lots of very uh, helpful, productive, uh, fantastic environments and tools and resources for men to grow. Ours is just a way. And what what makes what's unique about the way we do the environment is that if you think about men's groups in general, that they generally fall into one of two camps. They're either what I'll just call sort of hangout times. They're more socially oriented, more interpersonally oriented. It's just mm-hmm. sort of being together, doing life together. And that's great. That There's value in that. And, and I certainly have relationships like that. And they're very important. But the other end of the spectrum is uh, really intellectual based groups. That it's just it's really all about study. It's all about gaining head knowledge. Mm-hmm. And there's value in that. You know, there's there's tremendous value in that. What we try to do is is find a landing spot that is in between those, incorporates both. Because my personal experience and my friends' experiences over the years in groups is that if you're in a group that's all sort of hangout time, that eventually it just evolves into an echo chamber. It just evolves into something where people are just telling everyone what they want to hear, and there's not real authentic growth that's occurring and people generally get tired of it uh, and they pursue whatever shared interests they have okay we like to run we like to bike we like to play tennis whatever it is maybe but they're not really seeing progress in their life it's oftentimes why quote an accountability partner uh, doesn't work all that well because there's not really uh, the structure to it that there needs to be on the other hand you know the, the intellectual groups that are all about head knowledge there's value in that However, the application that occurs sometimes is more challenging. So we've, we've created an environment where there's elements of both of those in it so that men can see progress they're making. They're also doing it in an environment with other men who have struggles just like they do. And that provides them the space to go, okay, there's, there's fuel, there's men that are around me, and I can see progress that's occurring in my life instead of it being sort of one of those uh, other extremes, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's there has to be some sort of a guiding principle. And I, I like that you mentioned that there's no right way, like you said, but there are many ways. And, and what you're doing is something that uh, combines something like, you know, the intellectual side of it um, and the physical objectives <clears throat> and that a lot of times men are looking for. So, um, you know, when when I think about, uh, finding groups for myself too. I think generally speaking, you're right. It, it does um, hinge upon interests, hobbies, things like that. I think it, challenging oneself mm-hmm. is really the, the key, right? Um, and mm-hmm. how, do you, how, how do you really get people to challenge themselves? How do, how do you get them to get to that mindset, um, you know, if they may not be there uh, already? Mm-hmm. 
we've tried to structure the environment in a way that the that experience of challenge yourself grows over the period of time in a group. So our Unravel One, which is the first part of the environment, is a 12-month environment. We meet once a month, and there's quite a bit of work to do outside of that meeting that occurs once a month. Mm-hmm. But along the way, the the challenges increase, if you will, throughout the group, throughout that that 12-month season. So that's a big part of it is not calling someone to something that is so big that they are set up for failure on day one. So we've we found what we feel like is a really good progression of that. And then we have Unravel 2, which is a six-month environment that's, that's exclusively focused on leadership. And then Unravel 3 is a long-term environment. It's actually a long-term meant to be a lifetime group that's built around taking the tools from Unravel and continuing to grow you know, is a man on the, each respective journey that, that each man is on. So it's it's more of an art than a science of that. And it's it's something that we feel like we've refined, you know, pretty well. Obviously, we have uh, a growth ourselves to occur and, and how we do that. But we feel like we've refined it pretty well in our group environment. Probably the best way to think about it, too, is that our group environment is meant for men to experience a bit of a disintegration process that they go through kind of earlier on. And then an integration process that they, or reintegration that they go through as they progress through the group. So raising their awareness mm-hmm. and then calling them to more on a, a a doable progression, we think is the key. Yeah, and I like that you have a 12-month commitment on one, uh, six-month going on the second, and then, you know, third one becomes more of a, you know, somebody who has completed both and continues to sort of live by those principles. Um, Mm -hmm. Just curious, like, you know, um, how did you set up these timelines? And and, uh, is this something that you thought was like, you know, you want these to be long-term commitments? Uh, and that's the sort of a you know that from with that comes the results that you're looking for. Um, is that something mm-hmm. you tried yourself? Uh, is that something you've seen has worked you know for you in your life? Well, for keeping this theme of we believe that the 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 ones doing the serving mm-hmm. uh, grow just as much as the one receiving the service. Same thing applies to us. We we're constantly growing and evolving. We just launched Unravel Three about a year ago. You know, it was not something when we started Unravel that we thought, oh, we're going to have a one, two, and a three. It was early on. It was just Unravel One. And by the way, someone can do Unravel One and not participate in the rest. There's no requirement. It's just an offering for people. Mm -hmm. So we finished Unravel One and then realized after we had done that for a couple of years, realized, you know, that, wow, there's clearly a need for development and leadership. So we, we knew there was a huge need in society for men to grow in their pursuit of excellence. Too many men are pursuing mediocrity. And so we knew that the leadership became very clear. So that led us to create that. And then after that, we realized, you know, there just aren't a lot of places that men can sit and they can talk through their thoughts without editing them first for fear of some repercussion of how they communicate. And frankly, the idea came to me from, a group called the Inklings that uh, authors like C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien were a part of at Oxford when they taught there, and they met regularly, and they would help encourage and critique each other's written work. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. 
what if we had something like that, but it was for just our lives and, and, and the topics that are important to us. So in Unravel 3, men can literally talk about anything, the most controversial topic. And because they have healthy tools for crucial conversations and conflict resolution and things like that, and they understand the importance of being able to dialogue with people regardless of what their viewpoint is, then it's this really healthy place for people to play around with and experiment with different different uh, ideas that they have uh, that, that, that leads to obviously further growth in their critical thinking skills. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned critical thinking because that, that's exactly what I was um, going to mention because if you go from, you know, Unravel 1 to 2, um, and now it'll unravel three. I think there's this uh, progression. I think that you're going for where the openness uh, factor, the kinship angle, the idea of of fostering mm -hmm. a lifelong friendship, which is something that is lacking in a lot of men's lives, right? I think that mm -hmm. that's a key market that you you have looked at because I don't know what happened along the way, but. You know, I feel like we've seen so many TV shows of like, you know, people getting together in, in bars and settings and whatever, you know, but not everything is like a, the greatest environment for, for people to get together. But sometimes the best way to get people together is to have, you know, a right mindset, the right attitude. Um, and something that sometimes that's missing, you know, in, in, in male friendships. Uh, I don't know what happens as we grow up, I think. You know, like you said, maybe the incentives are wrong in society, or maybe uh, we're focusing on the wrong things, and, and maybe it's just like a not the not the kind of leadership that we are looking for in our own lives, right? So, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. how important do you think you know kinship is? You know, male mental health is when it comes to you know setting up the right expectations for something like Unravel Three. I think it's incredibly important. You know, I think mental health is a journey that we're all on uh, of discovering uh, what it means to us in our own lives, what it means to other people, how to engage and orient and relate to and communicate with people. Uh, and it's it feels like we're you know still scratching the surface of that. I mean, we're complex people. You know, our our our, our minds are complex. You know, the way that we experience life is complex. We all come from different uh, perspectives, different backgrounds. So Unravel is a space for people to have an encounter with that, you know, and for them to be able to explore in a way that's built around making progress, not a way that's built around sort of this static, I just want to have a conversation about it, but a way to experience progress so that we're always calling people to more within the framework of what, where they're looking for more, if you will. So I think it's incredibly important, uh, something to you know, continue to learn. I would say, I can't even say this to me personally, for my own growth in that area, is learning, uh, uh, learning better ways to put words around how we feel yeah. and learning better ways to put words, to, to use words to understand how other people are feeling that alone is a huge help in I think in in dealing with our own mental health and trying to go on the journey with other people and their mental health it's just expanding our vocabulary and learning better words to put around it I think you, you said it perfectly you know and that's that's something that I think has put the society on edge in a lot of ways when men speak you know it's mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. uh, you know if we do get together in a group 
whatever group it is, you know, God forbid something gets said in the wrong way and it's taken the wrong way. Right. You know, right. um, I, I would 100% like to see more groups like Unravel because ultimately you want to foster a society in which men are able to talk to each other uh, and share their feelings about where they are in life, right? I think it's that same idea that, you know, um, as you age, the communal background, and I always say like, you know, Maslow's hierarchy is like the, the easiest thing to sort of compare it to. It's like that level three of mm -hmm. belonging and need, right? Community. Uh, mm -hmm. That vibe is very important. Um, and that's what leads to the upper echelons of, you know, self-development and self-discipline. Um, you know, going back to motivation again, uh, you know, now that you, it's been a year, like you said, uh, since Unravel 3, have you seen renewed motivation? Have you seen people come back uh, refreshed? thinking of new ideas and, and sharing, you know, like uh, optimistic beliefs in, in their lives? Or has it just been sort of like a mix of people coming back and, and just, you know, talking to each other, having gone through this? Yeah, actually in all of our environments, we actually have four, we have something called Unravel Go as well, which is a, which is a, a, a short six week on-ramp for men who go, man, a, a year, that may be too big of a commitment. Is it something I can kind of try out? But for each of our four environments, we do surveys constantly with the men, uh, asking them uh, questions around, is this helpful? How is your life changing? And she's, the stories of life change and transformation, it's incredibly touching. It's incredibly gratifying. In all of our environments, we have uh, just so many stories of, of life change that's occurred. So yeah, we, we certainly see that consistently happening, which gives us fuel, you know, to want to, to, to call ourselves to more and to reach more men. And that's, that's really what we're, what we're up to. And uh, if you don't mind me asking, how did you guys uh, assemble the team together that, uh, that uh, does the Unravel um, groups, the process all together? It, was this more like, you know, finding people who think alike or was this just something that you guys had uh, thought of for a long time? Yeah. So, yeah, the very first Unravel group actually was an outcrop of me uh, sitting at breakfast one day with a young man that that, that was mentoring. And uh, he was like, hey, wouldn't it be awesome to bring this in a more formalized way to more men? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it would be. So we created a a, a uh, initial group that was kind of a test group, uh, which proved to be very productive, that then led us to expand that into more groups. And from that, we just paid attention to men that uh, seemed to have a desire to flex their leadership skills. And those men would, were, were the sort of base for uh, future leaders for Unravel. Mm -hmm. And then from that group, we observed and paid attention to the ones that uh, seemed to want to flex even more. And those, those people became involved in uh, developing and growing and uh, sort of leading the team to the point where, you know, we formed a 501c3 uh, a year ago, well, a little over a year ago. So we kind of tested everything and, and deployed it to over 100 men for the first four years. So we had over 100 men go through just Unravel 1 in the first four years and then a year ago in march we we're like okay let's 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 grow this let's take this let's try to scale this into something that could be worldwide and so 
we had a uh, we formed a national team out of that that are all men that have been to Unravel and in different. They're all different. They're all in different seasons of their life. Uh, we we really believe that Unravel is for all men. There is no stereotypical man that is in it. Uh, they all have different, like I said, backgrounds and experiences. So now we have a national Unravel uh, leadership team of men that are really passionate and committed. And then we have, of course, other ambassadors and advocates and group leaders who are excited about it as well. So we're trying to create a pathway for men who want to flex their leadership and, and, and pursue something that's serving in a big way to give them opportunities, which we have. That's amazing. So what is the importance of groups um, in Unravel then? Like, how do you, what is a group technically? And then how do you qualify it going forward? Mm -hmm. It's it's a little bit like, I'll just use uh, maybe uh, running a marathon. You know, if, you, if you've never run one before and you think, okay, I'm gonna go run a marathon, and you're only going to train by yourself and there's no one else that's going to be involved in the process with you. You can do it. And many people do. It's just a lot harder. On the other hand, if you talk to a couple of friends and say, I'm going to run a marathon, would you have any interest? Yeah. Okay. Let's do this thing together. So that means when it's Saturday at you know 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. and you've got to get up and go run eight or nine, 10 miles in your training and your buddy is, you know, doesn't want to do it. And you're going, hey, man, come on, you know, you can do it th this time. Well, the next week, maybe it's him encouraging you in that regard. So that's really, for us, the, the sort of example that I think illustrates how it really pays off for men in these groups is that when it does become challenging and if you feel less than, there's guys around you who are going, hey, you can do this. You, know, you can take a step forward. And so that's really the piece that I think it is the glue that holds it together. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, I, like, I think you're just going back to our earlier point there. I think versus individual scrutiny sometimes where you can feel um, a little bit defensive sometimes when mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. it's just it's just you against everybody else, right? But if it's uh, you and a bunch of people against the world, it, it, you feel stronger sometimes. So that's great. Um, yeah, that's right, that's right. And now we have, now, now it's done in a way, of course, Early on, it, everyone was face-to-face -face groups, and now we have men all over the country and, and even outside of the country who are mm -hmm. participating in Unravel groups. We, we uh, have them virtual, of course, via Zoom, where people are in different time zones, different locations, and can participate in a group together. And then, of course, you know, when it's possible, face-to-face uh, -face is, is also uh, you know, a pathway as well. And so we're constantly exploring ways to, you know, make these group environments as productive as they can be. Amazing. And so what do you think the future of iteration of this could look like? I know you're, you know, you've seen this grow a lot and evolve a lot. Like you say, like the theme being, you are also growing from this and the team is growing from this uh, experience as you sort of help others along their journey. So um, I'm just curious, you know, just because this is such a great sort of venture, not just for um, helping others, but also the fact that it can inspire others to do their own, you know, version of Unravel. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, what do you think the future holds for you and for Unravel? Yeah, so a key to us scaling is developing leaders. So we just recently launched a, a really robust 
online training program for men that want to be leaders in Unravel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're really excited about that because that's going to be a key for us scaling. It's, it's sometimes I'm almost, if I'm being transparent, it's almost uh, feels kind of awkward to say our, our, our vision is to reach a million men in 10 years, which sounds mm-hmm. kind of crazy, you know, to say that mm-hmm. uh, and even to put that out there. Uh, that's, that's, that's where we're headed. You know, that's, that's where we see is the, the mark that we're, that we're striving for. And to accomplish that, we do have a lot of things that we have to continue to develop and refine as we look to make sure that we have the, you know, the right infrastructure in place to accomplish that. Amazing. I certainly hope you do. Um, and, you know, what are some of the, the key success stories that I'm um, without mentioning too many names and, and, you know, just what are some of the key success stories that, you know, you could sort of point to and say, hey, you know, this is the reason why this will reach a million men. Yeah, we, we think about five areas that, mm-hmm. and you could slice it in, in different ways, but we think about faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances, that pretty much everything mm-hmm. that we are encountering in our life falls within one of those buckets. And you, you could come up with others, but that, mm-hmm. that's just how we choose to, we, we believe that faith sort of wraps around everything. So that's not a separate one. It just wraps around everything. And all of those things are areas that we're trying to grow in. So at a high level, we look at the testimonials we receive and they're, they're all over our website and, you know, for people to see the testimonials, you can kind of see them fit into those buckets where men are going, talking about the growth they experience. Um, it's also interesting to note that um, 50% of the traffic to our website comes from females uh, oh, wow. who are, yeah. And the reason for that is because they see in their spouse or their boyfriend or, you know, their sibling or a family member, a friend, anything. They see in them uh, something that they know that there's more for them, mm-hmm. that they can experience more, and they're stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's interesting. That's a, a, we see significant testimonials in that actually coming from uh, significant others, uh, you know, and, and uh, spouses and, and friends of the guy saying, thank you. You know, my husband or my friend or my boyfriend was struggling with blank. Now he's made tremendous progress in that, or he was stuck in X. Now he's doing Y and in such a a better place. So uh, they tend to fall in, you know, one of those five categories though, generally. I'm I'm glad, yeah, you listed those five categories because they are, as you said, all of them are, are equally important, or if not, some overlap others, like you said, but, um, I think we all wonder about those categories in our lives and it's, I'm, I'm so happy that uh, you're, you're addressing it. Um, I'll leave the floor at the, at the end of the, the podcast. We're right at the end of it. Um, just to, for you to, to mention any other things that are upcoming or anything you'd like to call out, but uh, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. I think for us, the biggest thing is just, you know, we love for people to check out the website at unravelgroups.com and, course they can and see all the ways to engage with us on social media see the resources we have and of course most of all it'd be we'd love for men to engage in uh, an unravel group and that's just a matter of going to the website and clicking the the join now button to join a group they're gratis there's no cost to the groups we don't we don't charge men to participate in the group so we want as many to participate in as possible and and thank you she's for having me on it's been it's been fun hanging out with you and, and and chatting some so thank you for having me on My pleasure. Take care, Mark.
All right. Thank you.